This is the Rich Eisen Show. 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 The kick is on its way. Yeah! Coffin nails! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Gosh, that was devastating. This team's going to win some games. The Rich Eisen Show. Show. Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington. Pro Football Hall of Famer Brett Favre. Actor Corey Stoll. Still to come, Raiders defensive end Max Crosby. Plus, host of America's Funniest Home Videos, Alfonso Ribeiro. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Our number three of the Rich Eisen show on a Friday, getting set for week number four that kicked off last night with a highly entertaining game between two quarterbacks who, what would that be? That would be, uh, I'm, I'm terrible at math on the air, uh, 20 months ago, we're competing for the national championship. Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence last night, that was a highly entertaining contest to say the least. That was terrific. Bengals 3-1, and one, Jaguars 0-4, oh but I'll tell you what, the performance of the Jaguars so far are better signs of life than New York football, both teams. Facts. I thought you were going to say that two quarterbacks Facts. whose combined ages are less than that of Tom Brady. I well, I just you. did the math, Where TJ. They're one year older than Tom okay. Brady. <laughs> <laughs> what that? is going on? Well done. <laughs> and we're looking at injuries, brother. <laughs> Officially ruled out for the Indianapolis Colts today. You seeing this, Christopher? JT? Quentin Nelson, Nelson right? Braden oh, yeah. Smith, Quiddy Pay, Rockyson, and Kari Willis. Yeah, that's a W for the Dolphins. Man. How about that one? Get them on your And you know who uh, is questionable for Seattle at San Francisco as we're getting set for the deep end of the pool, as I've always been referring to the NFC West, that we're seeing a round robin, the undefeated teams taking on each other just up the road here, Arizona at the Rams, 3-0 versus 3-0. And then you've got the 49ers at 2-1 and one going against the 1-2 and two Seahawks. You know, kind of entering must-win territory early on for the Seahawks. George Kittle is questionable. Yo. That his calf injury is tightening up on him, and um, it's entirely possible Kittle doesn't play. Yeah, George Kittle, no touchdowns this year. Dalvin Cook practiced today, but he is officially questionable. He's questionable. Josh Jacobs is really questionable, quote-unquote, from... John Gruden, last week he said he's highly questionable or highly doubtful, something like that. Just interesting uh, conversations from from John Gruden. Big Monday night game, man. Just up the road from here, too. What a night in Los Angeles. Dodgers most likely hosting a wild card game while the Chargers are taking on the Raiders. And the Raiders, as you know, a highly uh, popular team still in Los Angeles, California. And I will be hosting the Westwood One coverage of that Monday night football game, the pregame and halftime show. And in advance of that, I chatted yesterday. That's what I did after my tennis lesson. By the way, forehand, not so good. Backhand, much better. <laughs> I am, I am uh, in need of stretching right now, to be very honest with you. Uh, good but for you. I, I got home and I got ready to Zoom with Max Crosby, one of my favorite players, young players in the National Football League. And here's the contents of that conversation. Getting ready for Monday Night Football for the second time this year. We all saw what happened the last time the Raiders were on it when overtime Corker at home against the Ravens. Now it is a divisional battle against the Los Angeles Chargers. And joining us right now, prior to Chargers hosting the Raiders, is Max Crosby. How are you, Max? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, part of the reason why I wanted to have you on, uh, Max, is I wanted to see if your hair is actually on fire because that's the way you play football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I love it. So I, I could describe to the radio audience right now, uh, your hair is not on fire. That is just the way you play. What is, where is this motor coming from, Max? Um, you know, my whole, my whole career, um, I've always, I've always been a guy who plays hard and works hard and things of that nature. Um, but you know, going into this off season, you know, going into my third year in the NFL, you know, for me, I really had to look in the mirror and was like, okay, I know I'm a good player. I know I can make plays, but I want to be able to do it at a high level for an entire season. I want to be a dominant type player. And that's always been, you know, my goal, you know, to be the best I can be. Um, so, you know, this off season, I just really paid attention to all the little things, you know, as far as nutrition, recovery, all those things, I got those in order and I have a routine that is just crazy. Um, you know, every single day, and I've been doing it for eight months straight now. So once the season got here, you know, I was more than ready to go. You know, training camp went, went really well. And um, I'm just, you know, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in in my life and in a great space mentally and physically. So I get to show up on Sundays and there's no stress. There's no anxiety because I know the work I'm putting in during the week. So once I get to game day, it's just like, all right, now I get to really have fun and, and show everybody what I've been working for. And so um, what's your goal? What, what is your goal? Um, you know, I'm a guy that I don't like to put a number on anything. Um, I don't like to say, all right, yeah, I'm gonna go out and have this amount of whatever, whatever. Um, I just, my goal, you know, is to be the best version of me every single day. I take, I literally take life one day at a time. Um, that's, that's my main goal. Um, just to be as productive as I can every single day. And I think that just adds up. So for me, you know, in the long run, I, I, I truly want to be a Hall of Fame player. Um, that's that's my goal um, overall. Um, so a lot of people might look at me sideways when I say that, but um, for me, it's you know it's something that I could I could look towards. Like that's my overall goal. And if I don't make it there, I know I'm going to put in the work every single day and work my absolute hardest to get as close as I can to that goal. So I can't really be disappointed if I put you know my absolute effort and everything. How has Gus Bradley's arrival? and being your DC helped Max Crosby? Um, you know, Coach Bradley, just the confidence he brings um, and just the energy he brings to the table. You know, you're showing up to work every single day, like looking forward to practice and looking forward to like, you know, being in those meetings because just his energy is contagious. Um, we all, like our group, um, it's, it's hard to describe. We really have a special like a bond on the field. I was just talking to one of my coaches today about it. Um, and I really trust the guy next to me, like Quentin Jefferson, Solomon Thomas, Jonathan Hankins, those Yannick Ngakwe, all those guys. Like I trust, I know they're going to, they're going to do their job. I know Denzel Perryman, if that ball is running a gap, he is sticking his head in there and knocking somebody out. I like, it's, it's the first time it's been like this um, for me in a long time. Like just that trust, that level of trust is at a different level right now. Um, and it's just, you know, it's obviously we only played three games, but it's, we've seen it during training camp and now we're really just starting to see it every single week on film. And it's, it's super encouraging. So Gruden has, uh, has a high energy match on the coaching staff. Is what you're saying? Max? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, I never thought anybody would match that energy, but yeah, Gus Bradley is, he's right there with them. Okay. Max Crosby here, uh, prior to Monday night football between the Raiders and the Chargers. How does a kid from Texas wind up in Ypsilanti, Michigan? That's another question I wanted to ask you. You know, I'm a Michigan guy. I'm a 
a Wolverine and down the road in Washtenaw County, Michigan is Eastern Michigan. How did you wind up there, Max Crosby? Yeah. So, uh, originally I am from Michigan. I lived in Michigan until I was 10 years old. Uh, my whole family, for the most part, aunts, uncles, grandma, grandparents, they all live in Michigan still. Um, but I moved to Texas when I was 10. So I ended up going to middle school and high school in Texas. And then when, you know, I was trying to play college football, figuring that out. And the only offer I got, you know, not one FCS school, the only school that offered was Eastern Michigan and they were D one. And my goal was to go play D one. So um, I went to their camp, they offered me and it took about two weeks for me to make my decision. I was like, I got family back there. It'd be awesome to go back to Michigan and do my thing. And, you know, I'm getting to play D one football. So even though we were one and 11 at the time and probably the worst team in college football, you know, I looked at it as a challenge. Like I want to, you know, what sold me was Max come here. You can be a part of changing this thing around and, you know, going there and, and living in FC and doing all that. It was, it was an incredible experience. It was, you know, it wasn't as, uh, you know, flashy as, as Ann Arbor, but you know, we got the job done. We went to some bowl games and I had an absolute blast. So what was it like on that day of the draft, the third day of the draft, fourth round rolls around and your phone rings? Is it Gruden? Is it Mayock? Who is it on the phone? Both? <laughs> it was uh, Gruden initially. Um, yeah, the first two days, super stressful. And then I got the call and it was super, it was like 20 minutes in. I was the fourth pick of the, of, on the third day. So right. I got the call and I heard his voice and it like in my head, it didn't register. I'm like this. I, I thought I was being pranked. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, thank God. I know this voice. I know there's nobody that can imitate this voice. Well, so it's that's not true. There's Frank know. Caliendo. I mean, Caliendo yeah. could have got you, Max. Yeah, and, it could have been Frank. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But it was the real deal. It was the real deal. And now yeah. you guys are are three and zero. Oh. What is it like um, with Derek Carr playing like this and his leadership of the the team as a whole, Max? Walk yeah, through. you know, obviously, you know, starting with DC. So ever since I've been on the team, you know, it's hard to point out anybody else that I've been around as far as a teammate that puts in as much time and effort and work into his craft um, than Derek Carr. You know, the guy works extremely hard. He's had, you know, ups and downs in his career, but that's what kind of makes our team special. You know, there's a lot of guys that aren't first round picks that come from the big school that come in and expect to do good and they do good and have a flashy career, do their thing. And, they're already coming into a good situation. Like Derek came to the Raiders and the Raiders weren't very good. And he's had to, you know, really, you know, be a big part of turning the whole thing around. And, you know, now it's, you know, it's his eighth year and it's, it's, it's early obviously, but the guy's had a ton of adversity and he has that chip on his shoulder, just like myself. And I know Josh Jacobs has that chip and I know, you know, Hunter Renfro and these guys, Yannick and Gakwe, all, all these, we have a special group of guys that have talent, but you know, they have a chip on their shoulder and really love to play ball. So yeah, it's been, it's been awesome to see. It has been a wild season so far, Max. I mean, can it's you guys been... play a normal regulation game at home in front of the fans? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, good not, Lord. I'm not sure yet. I guess we'll have to figure that out. Oh but my hey, gosh. A it, win's a win. Hey, each one of those, it feels like I, I was saying on, on my show, Max, that, you know, where it just, <laughs> it's just a wild affair where anything can happen. Some poor decisions are made that you think about later on, but in, a, in the end, it's just a, a, a crazy night that, you know, you can never forget. It's, it literally is like a trip to Las Vegas, Nevada. You guys are playing those <laughs> games 
at all. 100%. I mean, 100%. my gosh, how far can you go? Like, are you guys talking about the whole enchilada already here? In, um, in no, October? you know, yeah, that, you know, I feel like that's something we've done in the past. You know, like last year, thinking about we beat the Chiefs and my rookie year, we had, you know, a couple big wins and we're, you know, we had, so we're six and four, six and three. Things are going well. And then, you know, things, I think as far as practice and just the little things like showing up to weigh-ins on time and doing all the little stuff that everyone's doing in training camp, like not letting off, like continuing to find new ways to get better as the season's going. I think that's been a problem in the past, but I think this group, I think the maturity and the leadership where we're at right now and with the coaching staff as well, like everybody's super locked in because we don't want to let we don't want to be in that same situation like we were last year or my, the year before where we start good and boom, we're, you know, we're 500 again. I, that's the last thing on earth I want. So I think this, this team, like we're really trying to, I know on the defensive side of things, like, you know, I'm a sober, I'm a sober guy. So I talk about one day at a time. I talk about that all like, that's literally my mentality um, with everything. So I try to put bleed that into the D line and the defense. Like, it doesn't matter if we won, we lost. Like we just really have to take it one day at a time and maximize everything we have in our 24 hours. And I think if we just take that mentality, um, it's going to take us really far. So, you know, it's it's exciting. We're, we have a good start, but we have so much room to grow, and that's that's the encouraging part. And you got your hands full this uh, this Monday night with uh, Justin Herbert. What's the challenge in front of you with the Chargers' offense that you've obviously played against before? But here we go. With both you guys above 500, you're unblemished. What do you got for me on that, Max? Yeah, you know, their O-line has gotten better um, with draft picks and free agency. Um, obviously, Herbert, he's a stud. He can make every throw. He's athletic, uh, tough kid. Obviously, you know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. You've seen what Mike, uh, Mike Williams did last game. He was, mm-hmm. you know, going off. So they have weapons everywhere. And Austin Eckler, he's a, he can catch it out the backfield. He can run, you know, downhill. Um, catch screens and do do all type of things. So they have a lot of a lot of talent for sure. And you know, I think you know the key for us is just doing our job. You know, getting after them, being the more physical team, cause turnovers, and you know, just just play our style of football. And maybe Herbert will have to do a silent snap count because Raider Nation in Los Angeles um, yeah. usually shows up. This is going to be a great game, man. I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game, no doubt. Max Crosby, thanks for doing this. Look for my call again. I really enjoy uh, the way you play. I really do. And, yes, sir. Thank uh, you so uh, much. I always it. always get videos from people saying that you're hyping me up. So I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. So it's great to see you. Uh, that's Max Crosby right here before Monday Night Football Raiders at Chargers. I mean, I just loved everything that uh, this guy had to say. Rich, man, Raider Nation. The Ra- Football's better when the Raiders yes. are good. Well, check on the poll question, because I, I, I voted for the Raiders. If you could choose only one three-win team right now, and the four choices we gave you were the now newly minted three-win Bengals, the 3-0 and Raiders, the 3-0 and Broncos, and the 3-0 and Panthers, if you could only choose one to make the playoffs... You know, I, I don't think the Panthers are winning their division, and I think that there's uh, going to be a some competition from the NFC West yep. that takes up they many, many, the NFC West to take up the spots that I think the Panthers could get. Oh, right. You mean wild card. What I'm saying, yeah. right. Yeah. And 
But just for the Broncos. As you know, on my four downs, I said that the Chiefs are only losing two games the rest of the year. <laughs> I, I think the Raiders, not because they're going to win the division, but I think that they're going to be a, a terrific wild card team. Yeah, 44% agree with you at Rich Eisen show right now. Which three-win team most likely to make the playoffs? Bengals, Broncos, Panthers, Raiders. I just liked what he had to say about, you know, going to weigh-ins on time. Like the little things that you're like, wait a minute, that wasn't happening? That everyone appears to be rowing in the same direction. And once that happens, and all those veterans, he mentions Denzel Perryman, who's one of the people that people were pointing to that Mayock brought in too late. You know, cutting third-round picks from 2020. Like, what are you doing? Seems to be working out so far for Gus Bradley's coordinated defense here and i just like max crosby's personality attitude and he said he's sober so all you got to do is just read up on his story as well yeah from ypsilanti in college all the way to las vegas let's take a break alfonso ribeiro will talk about america's funniest videos talk a little golf with him and then get set for chris brockman's sneaky good games my three games in the week four NFL docket under the radar. Your phone calls. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We're going to clear the phone banks before we get you to the weekend. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partners. Sleep number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. 10 numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. JD Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Do I lean forward? Yes. I'm going to fall forward. Is this this the technology or the entertainment or the policy portion of this place? Please fall. Please fall. Oh, I got it. Dude. Dude, there's a light. I mean, this is not. Can you go backwards? You got to turn, brother. Hi. 
Dude, uh, I, I'm not gonna turn you around, or I'm not gonna look, look at that. this. Look at this. Uh, uh. This is not going to end well. Do we have that drop? Should what could go? What could possibly go wrong? Or do we don't have that out here? No, I don't have. Did you just dab it? Yeah, I'm flying right now. There is definitely some. Pro- oh my God! There's okay. expensive equipment that is going to go. Oh, not into the television. That would be great TV though. Into the screen. It's a good workout. It's like a thigh master. I'm glad we got this out of our system after George Will walked out of here. Oh, he's too quiet. Look at this. I mean, Law, do you want to? By the way, by the way, now I want to see Law try. By the way, Chuck Todd has to like broadcast an inauguration tomorrow, and we're making. By the way, I'm killing it right now. Look at you now. This is definitely not going to end well. Somebody's getting a little. All right, I'm good. How do I get off? I don't know. How do I stop this crazy thing? Jane, help! I knew this was not going as well! I'm really in pain. I'm really hurting. Oh my god. I fell on the mic pack. KT! Are you alright? Are you seriously hurt? Yeah. I mean, you were seriously hurt. You had a huge bruise that lasted oh. for about a month. Yeah, and it was, then, it was really you know, bad. And then maybe that was in the mind's eye when we got that phone call in 2019 that we were done with AT&T because <laughs> John Stanky was watching that. Was, like, he just was just like, you know, one of the top executives yeah. in all of entertainment was sitting there going, why do we have this show on audience? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> He's literally on the other side of the glass. Was, I mean, Three years Enriched. Oh. He actually got, found it funny, I think. No, he was definitely I already did. When I got that belt custom made and I was like, well, how can I represent Brockman? I put that hoverboard. I wasn't trying to like play him. That's an iconic moment in this show. So that's why I thought well, that, decided, that had to be on the belt. The most public yet of my many humiliations. Well, the reason why we're, we played that, even though we've played it over and over and over again, is because that would have been in our submission for America's Funniest Videos. Yes. I think you're probably right about that. You know, if we didn't have our own platform in which to do it, you know, there you go. 844 <laughs> rich is the number to dial. If you're on hold, stay on hold. Um, we still have lots to go here on this program, but we pause it for the moment. Uh, to say hello once again to our friend who joins us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, getting set to host his seventh season of America's Funniest Videos, which returns Sunday um, on ABC at 7 Eastern time for its 32nd season. Alfonso <laughs> Ribeiro back here on the show. How you doing, bud? I'm good, my man. Good to be back with you. Good to have you on this program. Good to have oh, you on. Always wonderful. How's Thank the how's the golf game? Me. How's the golf game? Outstanding, right? It was golf good. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I actually about a couple weeks ago I shot my career low at uh, Lakeside, which okay. is uh, I shot sixty five, which was what? quite amazing. Um, but you know, yesterday I, and then I had been out of the work and couldn't play for like two weeks, so then I went out and shot seventy five yesterday. So it was. Dude, uh, I mean, I mean, imagine being mad about seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> And I, and here I was. I shot a forty-two on the back the other day, and I'm like feeling great about myself. Yeah, that you and know. You should. Thank you, Alfonso. Yeah, but if Alfon- Alfonso, if you did that, you'd quit golf. <laughs> no, that happens. It happens every once in a while, oh. and, and and it hurts a little bit. But you know, like, <laughs> I, I, what is it, Rich? Here's the deal. Yes, I have a lot more time than you do. <laughs> you work harder than me. 
<laughs> I appreciate you saying that. How was Tahoe? Speaking of that, how was Tahoe? Tahoe was a massive disappointment for myself, but it was it's always fun. Um, now you walk into you know, hold on a second. You walk into Tahoe thinking you can win it, right, Alfonso? You know, I won't say that I think I can win it, but I definitely feel like I have a top five in me. Right, like I, I go there with the idea in my mind, saying if I play my game this week, top five is absolutely what I can do, and then like it doesn't happen every year. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that golf course, but that golf course gets me every year because it's like you make one mistake and it's two shots. Well, how you do you know? do? How do you do on that on the famed par three right near the lake where uh, Sean that, Payton that wants it off of someone's boat? That That's is. Like, I, I play that hole well every time because it's like a, it's an easy nine iron or pitching wedge, and like, I always make par or birdie on that hole. I don't think I, I, I think maybe I bogeyed that hole in the last twelve years twice. Hmm. So who'd you hang with? Give me, give me some good stuff. Was you, were you around Rogers? Because that was that was at the height of the. Is Rogers coming back or not? He was around there at the time. I mean, it, it just was another. Hey, I didn't see him much. I saw him one time mm-hmm. in the little hospitality tent. Right. You know, said hello because we've played together a couple times. But um, yeah, he was kind of staying away from everything. Uh, you know, which I understand. Obviously, he was going through that that in the middle of it all at the time. Um, but I spent some time with Timberlake and his kids was having a, um, a, a birthday party, uh, his uh, first birthday. So we, oh. you know, hung out at the house and, and oh. did that. And nice. uh, funny part of that, you know, I might be talking too much, but they had a bear scare that week where a bear actually got into their rental house. Get out of here. Yeah. Really? And there's video to prove it. Huh. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Was it Justin and Fields? Then, and then during the party, <laughs> they had an earthquake. Come on. Bear in the house. During the party, yeah. if you look it up, you'll see that Tahoe, that they had an earthquake yes. on like the Friday. It was either Thursday or Friday, um, middle of the afternoon. There was a big earthquake, like a 4.5 or something like that. And we were all in the house. And it was one of those great moments where everybody goes, let's go. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Grabbing kids, grabbing people out the house. That might be like a, the bear in the house might be, uh, certainly if everything is fine, uh, a submission for America's Funniest Videos, Alfonso. Well, don't you think? Uh, it, it certainly, you know what, I might have to call them and get that video. From get them. it. Get it from the Timberlakes. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro here on the Rich Eisen Show. And then, how? you know, we didn't discuss it this week pretty much because we have been in the Tom Brady returns to Foxborough wormhole quite a bit. Yeah. But we hardly even discussed on this show the Ryder Cup boat race that happened at Whistling Straits. That was unbelievable. I mean, the whole crew just came together and crushed it. That was unbelievable. You know, I got to tell you, I think Captain Steve Stricker did an amazing job. Yes, he had the horses to run with. Like, you can't deny that this team was probably the highest-rated team in history, right? They had, I mean, almost all of those guys made it to uh, the, the tour championship, right, at Eastlake. I mean, they had an incredible team. But there was also a lot of drama going in with the Brooks and, and, and Bryson deal, and, which I think the media obviously like, went way too big on, um, made way too much of it, especially the golf media. But, you know, they came together as a team and supported each other as a team. 
And, of course, that alone doesn't make good golf, but he allowed everybody to be themselves individually while still being a team. And I think that is the, that is the mark of a great leader. Like, I'm not going to tell you how to prepare. I'm going to let you prepare the way you need to prepare mm. as long as you're prepared. And they seem to have, like, this, I- I'm assuming this is it. Like, you know, obviously someone's going to play their way into the team in the future, but whoever is on this team, I think, should get get a spot the next time. They really have what it takes, like, whatever it is. No question. I mean, no question. all you of know, them. Look, you, could, you, could, you could always, you know, put some, you know, other guys on that team that I think would have still also worked out. I think Kevin Na, Jason Kokrak, two guys that could have been on that team and would have absolutely gelled perfectly in that team. I think Kokrak was... Like, even though Kevin Nam might have a higher ranking, I think Kokrak actually would have been better on that team than Nam because of his distance off the tee. But really what I loved about what Stricker did was horses for courses. The guys that he picked, his captain's picks, were all guys who could bomb it long enough on that golf course that the course couldn't win as easily, especially with the win that they were having. Right. And by the way, I, I love that that idea of saying yeah. this is the type of golf course we have to play and whose game works on that golf course. Guys like Colin Morikara, who don't hit it very far, but boy, does he have a great game. His game is going to travel everywhere, right? Which is why I think Stricker made a great choice of putting him and Dustin Johnson together because Dustin is going to bomb it. So you have it on alternate shot or you – he can go for trying to make birdies and eagles and all the rest while Colin was being absolutely, you know, consistent. Because um, I, I would probably say Colin was probably the shortest hitter on that team, but here's a guy with two makers. And then the guy who crushed it maybe more than anyone else was Finau. I mean, what a weekend he had in the Ryder Cup. Like I said, whoever was on this team gets first crack at the next one, I would have to say. And then... I just love this, and you know, and then we'll talk about your your show. Um, what Mickelson's turning into, like I love him with the 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 that George Hamilton tan and the Biden sunglasses <laughs> and the thumbs up stuff, and he's just out there like living his best, like the La Vida Loca for him. He's got yeah. that PGA Championship. He's got them all in the case right like now. I just. Uh, you know, he's out there, part, part of the staff, him, and obviously, you know, DL3 there and Furick and Fred and the whole th- – it was just – the whole thing was just great. But Phil has just got like this this aura about him now that I, I can't get enough of it. I, I just what love I, everything about What I'll about. say is, is that what I loved about Phil this last week was the fact that he was capable of riding in the backseat. Yeah. It wasn't the Phil show. Yeah. It was those guys, but Phil was there to help yeah. them in any way he could, which is typically not the case for Phil. You know, Phil likes Phil likes to be at the front of the table, right? Even he's the head of the table kind of guy. And it was great to see him take it off of himself and put it on those twelve guys and let them be the stars of that show. Um, it would have been interesting for me to see Tiger and Phil in their roles, could Tiger have done that also? And I think Tiger is going to become a great captain, and I think he will win 
plenty of presidents and Ryder Cups as a captain um, because I think he's learned that finally that, you know, and it's not really even his fault. When he walks into the room, it's like the goat's in the house and you can't deny it, right? But he's learned to let these guys kind of stand up and be on their own pedestal while he's allowed to be, which is the mark of someone who's truly confident and someone who is truly great. So uh, before I get let you go, let's talk about uh, AFV, man. Uh, America's Funniest Videos coming up. Season 7 for you, season 32 for the franchise. And mm-hmm. I, I guess there's no reinventing the wheel, right? I mean, like, people submit videos. They're hilarious. It shows people being people. And then you just uh, got us through the whole process, unless there's something new. You go for it. What well, do you got? You know, there's always something a little new. Okay, great. But it's the same old thing. We're going we're gonna to show you funny, funny, funny videos that works for every generation, whether it's your grandparents or your grandkids, can sit there together on a Sunday night and watch some really funny videos. This year, we added a little segment that we're doing. Oh, great. It's called, What Would Alfonso's Mom Say? <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, my mom's from Trinidad and Tobago, so she's got the whole accent. And I actually do her voice, right, over the videos. Okay. But we, we talk to my mom, we show her the videos, and like, mom, what would you say to this? Like, what do you see here that's wrong? And her, you know, she's very, very straightforward. And she'd be like, why would this man go on the roof? There's no reason for you to go on the roof. You pay somebody to go on the roof and fix your roof. Now you're going to go up the roof. You done fell on your bum. <laughs> so, yes. It, it, but like watching the videos with me doing her voice. And these are the things that she would say. And it's a funny little segment that obviously rings, you know, some laughter and a smile from me because I get to have a little bit of fun with my mom. So if my mom did it, it would be, what's the matter with this idiot? He's going to break his neck. Like, literally, that would be... (laughs) (laughs) But we just add a little more to that basic... basic That's awesome. I love that. I shouldn't (laughs) say that nothing's new. Of course something's new. I, I just love the production. I love all of it. It's just... It's unbreakable, man. It's been something I've been watching forever, and you're great at it, Alfonso. Thank so. you very much. And yeah, it, but, and also, it's the 700th episode oh. on Sunday night. Wow. That'll so, be great. 700. You know, you, I got to always send out love to Bob Saget and Tom Bergeron because at the end of the day, you know, getting the 700 episodes, that is an awful lot of them and a little bit of me. And um, my goal is to continue going, you know, get 800, 900, and try to make it to 1,000. And, uh, we, we, uh, I'm so fortunate and lucky to be able to do this show. And, um, you know, look, we love making people laugh. And if we can continue to do that, there's no reason why this can't keep going on. Alfonso, great chatting with you. I'll see you soon. Always fun, Rich. Thanks for the, thanks for the call. You take care of yourself. Absolutely. Be well, brother. Uh, you bet. Same to you. Alfonso Ribeiro, fresh off his 65, and he follows it with a 75, much to his dismay. 65? On that course, too. Imagine being a regular person and shooting 65. Alfonso <laughs> Ribeiro at Alfonso underscore Ribeiro on Twitter and at the real Alfonso Ribeiro on Instagram. Let us take a break. Let us come back. Lots of business. Lots. Phone yeah. calls. Lots three games under the radar uh, in the NFL week four docket. Chris Brockman, sneaky good games. And then the weekend, everybody. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here in studio, um, our radio audience will join us, uh, our terrestrial radio audience will join us in a second. I do want to just say this um, before we get to the rest of our show. Lots uh, being said on Twitter right now and uh, in praise of Draymond Green, of the Golden State Warriors, whose teammate Andrew Wiggins is deciding to not be vaccinated. He's going to miss home games because in the city of San Francisco you're required to be vaccinated in order to be at indoor gatherings the size of an NBA game and he said that it's a personal choice true and that um that this world is becoming so politicized very true and that um the forcing of somebody to get this vaccine a mandate is something that is only going to turn people off and that we should back off because it's a personal decision, true, and that it is something that is over-politicizing the process. And he's being praised for his leadership. And all I will just say is this. When my vaccine got pierced by the Delta variant, when I got sick this summer, I looked all over the place. My registration card was not on me. My voter registration card was not on me. The virus did not ask me who I voted for. It invaded my body, and it pierced my vaccine, and it got me sick. It is not a political issue. It's a public health issue. Your decision to not be vaccinated affects me and my family 
and potentially can create another Delta variant. Another variant that will actually render my vaccine totally useless to keep me out of the hospital. That's my fear. And that's why I'm always telling people to get vaccinated. And if that comes across as pressuring you, it's because I'm concerned for all of us, including you who decides not to be vaccinated. So to say this is a political issue is absurd. It's a public health issue is what it is. And that's why I tell people to get vaccinated. It is the best tool out there to get us all back. Now I'm seeing that there's actually uh, an antiviral pill that's coming, maybe from Merck, and that would be great. Whatever we can do to all work together to get through this, that's what I'm looking to do. So when I say get vaccinated, I'm not telling you who to vote for. It's not political. It's a public health want all of us to be better together issue. That's my thoughts on the subject. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show with our terrestrial radio audience all together. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Let's go back to the phone lines. Who's been waiting the longest right here? Ken in Denver's been waiting forever in a day. What's up, Kenneth? How you doing, Rich? What's going on? Hey, thanks for that recent uh, message there on the, uh, on the vaccine. How yeah. to do it. Appreciate that. Sounds good. Right on. I appreciate I you saying to, that. Uh, also uh, mention... I could really use those brackets out here in my new apartment in Denver. <laughs> you mean the ones that my mom I'm a big time Yankee and Jet fan. I'm from Long Island originally. Grew up uh, with the Jets and uh, the yes. Mets and Yankees, but my brother and I were big Yankees fans like <laughs> you. And uh, along those lines, uh, I think the Mariners might sneak in there into the Bronx and actually beat them. Sorry That's entirely that. possible. If the Yankees don't hit home runs and they hit double plays and they uh-huh. and they get poor pitching, which has been half their season, it yep. feels like, yep. or you know, out of the sixty-eight losses Cold that they have, I think I just des- I describe like out of their sixty-eight losses, I would say. 58 of them have to be double plays, poor pitching, lots of strikeouts. Yeah, and the other yeah. 10 are they couldn't close it out. And they exactly. got beaten the final at-bat. So the Mariners could do that. Anybody could do that. Or the Yankees True. could pitch True. True. well enough. Chapman, Chapman can't uh, be 100% all-time. Either can Cole, you know. So we'll see. But uh, And the other thing, I think Wainwright's going to put the Dodgers away. Sorry to say that. Too. They are nervous. And I keep saying, and thanks for the call, I keep saying that the wild card game is Monday. It is not. The NL wild card is Wednesday. The AL wild card is Tuesday. And Monday's the day for any game 163s that are necessary. So, again, as a Yankee fan, I'm hoping this is a very necessary game 163, say, in Seattle. That somebody's got to use their best pitcher in and blow their bullpen out and then have to fly all the way to New York. That would be great. I'll sign for that. (laughs) I bet you would. I definitely will. Um, Who's in Cincinnati, Ohio? That name got blown out of my my screen. Do you guys have that up there? Joe Burrow? Is this uh, – let's take the gentleman or lady from Cincinnati. Who is this, please? This is Chad. What's up, Chad? How you been? Go for it. What's up? What's going on? Hey, uh, not much, guys. You know, I was just thinking – this weekend we have some fantastic games, right? I mean, and all of us, you know, TJ, um, Chris, Rich, all of our teams, you know, me being a Cardinals fan, uh, both in baseball and football, we have some pretty rough games. But my question for you guys is, 
which game would be the biggest upset among our teams? And Rich, I want to include Michigan over Wisconsin in that, <laughs> in that, in, in in yours, because you know the Jets over Tennessee. I'm going to give you. I'm going to go high register, Rich. I think the Jets might just pull it off. Well, here's the thing, Chad, and I appreciate the higher register, but during the Alfonso Ribeiro interview that just played, I saw in the commercial break, um, Mike Vrabel just said both Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are out this week due to hamstring injuries. So the Jets, you know, let's get eight guys in green, load that box, put nine in there, and, 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 and take down the diminisher because that's the only major big-time weapon they've got. You know, yeah, um, but Rich, I think the biggest upset might be the Cardinals over the Rams because they've never beat Sean McVay ever. That's true. They've never been close. McVay's eight so no against him. That's true. Thanks for the call, Chad. Good call. See that McVay's yet to lose the Arizona yeah, Cardinals. Eight, 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 no. Oh, I can't wait for that. I mean, are you guys going game. to that one or no? You're selling your tickets. Are you going? <laughs> oh no, I'm serious. Uh, that's a no. I are can't. you going? I'm working. You can't. I've MLS. So and, are you? Are you putting them all up for up minor for, gun? Yours are already gone? spoken for. I gave them. Mine are on the secondary market. Okay. And I ain't got tickets. You guys are great fans. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm working. As always, once again, TJ's top five, a.k.a. TJ's big-ass grab bag, uh, has caused some people to call us Mm -hmm. because you you not only invited them to, but your your presentation uh, lends itself to debate. Uh, you had the top five prequels that you would love to see because the many, Saint, many Saints of Newark, Corey Stahl, who plays Uncle Junior in that, was on the show in hour number two. Many Saints of Newark, the prequel to The Sopranos, is out today. Uh, and we've got two people that want to see which uh, whether your big-ass brag bag is big enough to include their two cents. Let's go to uh, Mike in Washington, D.C. What's up, Mike? Hi, how's it going, Rich? Brock Del Tufo. What up, what up, what up? Hey. Hey. PJ, I would love to see the cutting room floor of your big ass grab bag. Uh, <laughs> one I really wish you had thrown in there was the wire. Oh, well, so wire is a TV show, and I, I was doing movies, but well, I think uh, I, but, Sopranos is a TV uh, show. So. I know, but yeah. I'm saying the grab bag. But I like where your head's at, and I do have TV shows. Well, what, I just what, I just put all movies in this. Well, one. I'll give you the the, the floor here. Uh, but that's Mike, a good one, what, Mike. What, that's what, a great what would the one. Wire prequel B, just like the the police department Baltimore in like there, the '60s or something like there that. There's a couple of different ways you can go with that. Uh, if you remember, the beginning of the Wire starts with Lester Freeman in the pawn shop unit because of whatever he did. He was kind of a hothead, kind okay. of a McNulty back in the day. Okay, uh, that would be pretty cool to see. Okay, uh, you can follow Avon String, Prop Joe as a kid, Bunny uh, Colvin coming up through the department would be a good story to watch. Even as a sequel, seeing what happened with Michael and, and Naaman, did Bunny Colvin turn Naaman around? Is he a cop now that maybe has to bring down Michael? That's a show that I would Look watch. at you. That's oh, a fan of The Wire, yeah. everybody. Okay, very good. And of course, the, one, the, thing I wanted to, one story I wanted to tell, Rich, yes. uh, about your Uber rating. I was wondering if you think that your notoriety might be bringing that score down. Oh. And the reason I say that is notoriety. Uh, back in 2017, I was waiting out in front of a hotel in Washington, D.C., just heading home after a typical Saturday night at the bar. <clears throat> and my Uber pulls up. A guy gets out. I get in. The Uber driver asks me, hey, did you know who that guy was? I say, oh, no, I wasn't paying attention. 
it was Amari Cooper. The Ra- or yes, the Raiders were in town to mm-hmm. play the football team on Monday Night Football. Yes, and because the guy was a Washington football team fan. He gave Amari Cooper a bad rating. Ooh, no, that's not cool. That's that's fair. Fair. Wow, that's uncool. that is dirty. That's, that's, cool. that's so dirty. Right in front of me, and I don't, I don't know what Amari did. That's uncool. Uh, maybe he was late to the car. Maybe he was drunk. Like who knows what Amari did? If it had but nothing to do, hold on a second. If it, if it had nothing to do with his behavior in the car and surrounding, ordering the car and getting out of the car, that is an outrage, and only serves to make my case that it wasn't a me problem. It was a driver problem. It's never an, an, <laughs> oh, Rich and, and your use of the word notoriety is tinged. You know, you. you know what notoriety? Notoriety means that I'm famous for something bad, and yeah. I am no thank you. I will yep. not. I will not. My apologies. I will not brook that. <laughs> I will not brook that, sir. Thank you for the call. Excellent call. Ben Affleck. Excellent, Excellent call. Right there. Football right players, pro football players, across the board, they think it's. Uh-oh. He says it's. Wait a minute. My wife is calling Uh-oh. in. That Uh-oh. is not going to be good. Uh-oh. So can I preface this, by the way? This I is... sent Susie a text. Of... Oh, <laughs> TJ, the instigator. I sent Susie a text of the headshot. And I said, and I, I, I presented it without oh. comment. I just oh. sent her a hit, And she me. goes, she replied basically, what the F is that? Yeah, she I hasn't seen it in a while. Oh, Uh-oh. she hung up. Uh-oh. She just told Adam oh. something and hung up. Oh. Is that what that was? I don't know. Are we going to get a type in situation? Well, I don't know. Let's see. Adam might have to call. All right. Anyway. In the meantime, let's go to uh, sneaky good games. Like let's get uh, sneaky good games let's from Chris Brockman right here on the Rich Eisen right. Show. Here on this uh, very busy Friday, I'm done tap dancing. Do we have it or not? Thank you. Let's go, Chris. Here's Chris Brockman with sneaky good games. Contests likely to surprise you with their heretofore undisclosed competitive value. All right, Heath. All right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm terrible right now. I'm terrible. I'm one and eight. However, last week I went zero and three because I picked all totals. I missed two of the totals by a half a point. So all I gotta say is I'm in the right direction. We're trending toward victories, people. Chris, there's only one way to go. There's only one way to go. I'm going three underdogs this week. Three underdogs, guys. I like the Vikings at home against the Browns. I don't think the Browns are good. The Vikings are playing really good football. And even if Dalvin Cook doesn't play, Alexander Madison had 112 yards last week. He can get the job done against Cleveland, who didn't who basically had a week off last week against the Bears. I like Detroit to straight up beat the Bears. Wow. Take the Lions money line. Dude. I don't care who's starting at quarterback. Because wow. Matt Nagy said it, Rich. It's going to be a game-time decision. He doesn't even know who's playing quarterback. The Lions play hard for Dan Campbell, and they're going to get a victory this week. And lastly, Washington football not going in the right direction. Atlanta is getting it together. Kyle Pitts, I'm going to call it right now. Bet the Falcons money line, parlay it with Kyle Pitts to score a touchdown. He's going to get in the end zone for the first time this week. I like three underdogs, Vikings, Lions, Falcons, let's go. What are you smoking, bro? Give me some. I, I couldn't disagree with your take on Atlanta and the Washington football team more. Washington football it. team's not good, Rich. Washington football Get team. Get off of that. Taylor Heineke. Get off of that sinking Taylor, I'm, I'm not saying <laughs> that. I, no, I did in terms of winning the division. As you know, I yeah. think that they're not winning the division now. I said that this is the yeah. best Dallas Cowboys team maybe since the triplets. I mean, that's how I started the week. Holler. You know, so, but I, I, I think Heineke is going to, Pull back the reins a little bit more, and they're going to win some football games with him starting this week. They're a better team than Atlanta. 
All right, we'll get one more. All right, are you ready for uh, the uh, <laughs> the three games under the radar in uh, week number four? Thank you. Three games under the radar. I almost put Atlanta and Washington football team on here, but there are three other ones of interest. Um, you know, uh, I've got the Cleveland Browns against the uh, uh, Minnesota Vikings. I mean, how big is this? This is a this is a very very big game because you got the Browns sitting there at two and one. Can they go ahead and go to three and one? And you've got the uh, Minnesota Vikings looking as they did last week without Dalvin Cook. They should be able to run the ball on the Cleveland Browns. And they should be able to win this football game in the Stefanski Bowl. Kevin Stefanski going back home. A lot of people think it's just Brady going back home. It's not. It's Kevin Stefanski going back to Minnesota. And that's why I always go under the radar like that. That whole storyline is as deep under the radar. Like, literally, you need more four pings <laughs> to find that one. The Chiefs going to Philadelphia. Andy Reid's going back home. Nobody's talking about that one either. We hope he is well enough, obviously. Uh, and the Chiefs. Everybody thinks the Chiefs are slipping up, and here come the Chiefs in Philadelphia. And I, I think almost that, took this game too, Rich. I, oh. I, you know, and Philadelphia at one. They, let's just put it this way: I got to see Miles Sanders get more than two carries. Got to get more than two carries. Be more balanced. Don't lose yourself, Nick Sirianni. Here we go, Chiefs and the Eagles. A big game right there. Could the Chiefs possibly be one and three? Loser falls to one and three. A large contest for sure. And then later on in the afternoon, the Ravens are that 3-0, and uh, that 2-1 and team that could be 3-0 and 0-3 all at the same time. And the Denver Broncos are the 3-0 and team. Here's the first time they are actually playing uh, a team with uh, 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 a crooked number or any other number that's not circular under the W column in the standings. And I can't wait to see how the Broncos handle that. They go to 4-0 here and then you go, oh, you know, I register, you know, all that sort of business. So... Those are my three games under the radar here on the Rich Eisen Show. Alan Dallas, what's up, brother? Let's get your two cents before we get out of Dodge. What's going on, Al? How are we doing, gentlemen? What's going uh, on? T- problem with Tommy DeVito is that he's based on a true, you know, based on a true person. So, you know, doing a, a prequel on him would be a little, um, how do they call it, Fugazi. Okay. So, uh, so um, Great, great headshot, by the way, Richard. I mean, that's the way to close out the weekend right there with those pictures. And those, <laughs> I, I mean, again, know. for those who may not know, um, I got a box from my mom as she was cleaning out storage, and she's like, you know, you take it, and I have no idea what's in it. She said there was tons of, of, of toys that were in it for Brockman's kid, which is in case I'm giving you the box, and so you may have the box. The box is not going home, Okay. Well, it's Susie, said, that was her note. Her note said, "Don't bring, don't bring any of them home." I know it's not. It's not. I know. That's we're a lot of the talk at home is about clutter. Oh, with, I, I hear and that. And this studio, <laughs> honestly, you take a look at the, around this studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every, half of the stuff hey, in here is from Susie saying, "You know what? That would look good. Uh, you, that would look good in your studio." <laughs> How old is the chalk, by the way? That that's concerning. No, there we go. <laughs> Thirty-five years old. Thirty-five. Forty-year-old chalk. No, but it's in Knock. the same. You know, and, uh, Al, uh, I'm holding up what what Chris has refused. Uh, nine Jewish fun books, yeah. which is I mean, uh, the, yeah, in the in I, its I original wrapping. Catholic fun books, so you might as well go for it. Chalk, when you may learn, you may learn yourself. <laughs> <No. something. laughs> the original wrapping. I think I'm good. So <laughs> that's impressive. That's that's extremely impressive. Uh, bottom line, um, we've seen it all. All you guys were talking about it before. The, Bill Belichick's favorite players are the ones that are retired. You know, like Tom Brady's got an ego. You know, everybody's got an ego. Any professional athlete has an ego. Belichick uh, uh, fawns over retired players, as I'm sure you saw when you did all when you did that uh, show right. with him, uh, Rich. Uh, existing players, 
eh, you know, easy come, easy go, because he may have him on the team one day. But, you know, if you look at it, it's just he's not going to gush over those guys. Uh, Hall of Famers, former players, he, he has will. a love affair with them. Thanks for the call, Al. Take care. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the game, everybody. Enjoy the games. Joey Bosa of the Los Angeles Chargers will be on Monday's show, and so hopefully you will be. I want to thank today's guests, Jeff Darlington of ESPN. Brett Favre, check out Icons on Epics, 10 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. Uh, we'll be narrating. It's a great show. Don't miss it. Also, Corey Stoll of the Many Saints of Newark. Appreciate him. Max Crosby of the Raiders. Thank you for joining. And Alfonso Ribeiro as well. On Peacock, we'll return to take you to brother from another. But on the radio, we'll chat on Monday. Monday.